How do you define prosperity? What can trip you up on your journey? What tools or strategies do you use to stay focused and moving forward? This is Prosperity and Something Greater. Hey everyone, this is Rem, your fellow traveler on this journey we've been taking together. I want to thank you for traveling along with me and making it this far. It's been pretty interesting, hasn't it? I started the podcast because I was personally interested in finding something greater than prosperity, and I wanted to learn more. And I had a belief that I wasn't the only one. Actually, I knew it wasn't just me. I talked to way too many people each and every week to think anything else. And so the word prosperity really began resonating with me after I titled my first book, Podiatry Prosperity. That title was suggested to me by a friend who was working on his own book at the time because he was working with Nancy Erickson, my book coach, and my guest in episode four, by the way, of this podcast. And I started thinking about prosperity and what it really means. And as I've said in episode one, it's not easy to pin down. It's actually very personal, as we have certainly heard. But I also wanted to look beyond prosperity to something greater, something transcendent. And that is a very dear goal for me. I believe our potential as humans is so untapped, we use so little of our brains. And before I pass on, I am determined to live a much more transcendent life, to truly find joy and freshness and wisdom and prosperity and something greater. And full disclosure, I really feel like I've found this already. I do live it now, today, almost most of the time. But I want to grow into it. And I feel, as I've often say, that I have tapped at it. By that, I mean something greater. But I've certainly not even approached what's possible in this life that I'm living. So here we are. I've returned to and I've listened to my first podcast multiple times now that there are 13 episodes between me and that first episode. And I said then that this podcast is set to become a journey of discovery. And it has been that, at least for me. And I'm not the same person who recorded episode one. The journey has changed me, and I sincerely hope and believe it has done that for you too. So what now? In today's episode, I'm going to share some of what I've learned from the podcast with you in the hope that it helps us both see this even a little more clearly. And here's a programming note. This is the final episode in season one. We are going to then take a break and I'm going to post a mini season, three episodes. That's not going to be an interview format about prosperity as I've been doing. And I think you're going to enjoy these different episodes and I'll be sure to let you know when they're published. Then we'll take another break and season two will begin with new guests and even more perspective on this journey. And please, if you have any thoughts to share with me, positive or critical, I can take it. Please email me at rem at toppractices.com. 
And if you have a guest to recommend, please let me know your thoughts about that as well. Prosperity and money. Did you notice that with very little exception, everyone mentioned money and almost everyone said they didn't think that was their key measure of prosperity? I certainly noticed it and I've thought about that quite extensively. Did you also notice that everyone had pretty much sorted out money and possessions already? You know, John Gould said, yeah, he's got two houses, the boat and the lifestyle he wants, but those are byproducts of his work and his mission. Brian Beckham said he realized he had enough. He didn't need more. Not that he was retiring or not achieving more. He's definitely planning on doing that. He just realized he has everything he wants or needs. Enough. My quote, money doesn't make you happy, but being happy can make you a lot of money, seems, I think, to hit it pretty much in the center of the target. I didn't originally interview anyone who didn't at least outwardly appear to me to be prosperous in their own right. And it's true. Money is not an end and it's not prosperity. You know, as in Brian Beckham's story about his extremely successful and miserable first boss. Also the story he said about the billionaire who didn't have enough. But prosperous, happy people, at least our guests, have seemed to work out the question of money and consider it to be secondary to happiness as they see it. And happiness as they define it, again in varied ways, is very high on the list for everyone I spoke to on this podcast. Money doesn't make you happy, but being happy can make you a lot of money. Everyone affirmed this simple thought in one way or another. So how about you? You know, I've worked this out for myself. I do know this, and I think it's why I was able to formulate that quote. What is your relationship to happiness? And then, can you see a line between that and money? Prosperity and happiness. Everyone really made me think about happiness, but I'd like to take a look at Dan Butner and his thoughts that were so guided by his research on happiness. So Dan says he sees happiness as a measure of life satisfaction, how we evaluate our lives. Next, how we experience life and how we enjoy life. And purpose, how we are living out our purpose. How would you describe your happiness using your life satisfaction? How are you enjoying your life? And how are you living out your purpose? There's a wonderful and very interesting blog called Wait But Why. And one of the posts examines the weeks of our lives. If you live to be 90 years old, you will live 4,680 weeks. Now, does that sound like a lot to you? Or does it sound like less than you would have guessed? I think it sounds pretty small. And it points out the importance of not wasting any weeks you have left. Not one, not even one day. The blog points out that each week you have a choice. You can enjoy your week. And that is a good thing. It is a very good thing. But if you enjoy it at the expense of enjoyment in the future, that's not so good. So 
abusing alcohol or drugs might be fun in the moment, but long-term is not good. Spending beyond your means, not good. Now, you could also spend your week improving your future or the lives of others, and that is good, very good. But if you didn't enjoy that week and it seems to be the norm, that is not good. And if you neither enjoy your week and you didn't build something important for your future or others, then that week is a failure. The ideal is to enjoy your week and improve your future or the lives of others. That is the sweet spot. I think this is what Dan is talking about with his thoughts about purpose, life satisfaction, and enjoyment of life, or in his words, a measure of happiness. Happiness seems to me now to be at the core of prosperity. And I'll say it again, it contributes to your financial success as much, if not more than anything. So don't get this backwards and think money makes you happy. It is the opposite. And you can do something about that this week and every subsequent week of your life. Freedom and happiness. In the first episode, I shared the story of Jaber Crow, the barber in Wendell Berry's fictional town, and how he never wanted the man on the other side of the desk to be able to tell him how it was going to be. This is a big reason I started Top Practices. I had had enough of being told how it was going to be, what I could earn, and if I could keep my job, enough. So without knowing this theme, which was central to me, would be almost universal in everyone I spoke with at the time, I shared it at the outset of this journey. Everybody says prosperity is freedom. Making their own choices, deciding who they work with, when they work, and when they can play, and then when they can be with their loved ones. How important is your freedom to you? And are you able to affect it as much as you want to, or as much as the prosperity guests have done in their lives? I think the thing that was said about prosperity that had the most effect on me in the entire first season was when John Gould said, for him, prosperity was awareness. In order to be prosperous, we need to be aware and we need to be present. He said, how do I open up my mind to allow all forms of information to come in? How do I open up my heart to better understand at a visceral level what life is about at any given moment? And then how do I open up my will to allow future possibilities to emerge? Allowing us to become in tune to the here and now and your intentionalities, that's what drives you. And he said, you know, the unexamined life is not worth living. Well, Socrates said it. John just repeated it. Prosperity, understanding my values and how I relate to other people and also how they relate to me. I've been doing a lot of thinking about this part of prosperity and how interrelated we all really are. And how essential it is, not only for me and my prosperity, but for all of ours to look to myself to unlock this awareness in the world I live in. And then to use that understanding to do my part, no more, no less, just my part, to make it more prosperous. And it's here 
that I begin to realize how prosperity is truly deeply personal. Almost the entirety of it is internal. And that is really good news for all of us because we can control it. No one else can, just us. You know, I see so much anger and misinterpretation and misunderstanding in our world. And you know, almost all of it, or most of it seems to be pretty well-intentioned in our culture and in our relationships. But so many of us seem to be missing the point that it begins and almost ends inside ourselves and not in others. It's like people are saying we should do better. You go first. You know, it does seem to me that the prosperous life is attractive to all of us, but the very lost or the very sick. And so I've been meditating on this aspect of what I've learned in recording this podcast. How about you? I mean, this is pretty sophisticated stuff. How does it resonate with you? Meditation, the gifts in stillness. Brian Beckham was so inspiring to me. He's just a regular guy who has delved into the gifts in stillness. He's not a Swami. He's not a mystic. He's just a regular guy. I mean, and don't misunderstand. In my opinion, there's nothing regular about Brian Beckham. I mean, really, but he simply, he is one of us. He doesn't meditate in a cave in the mountains, and he's done this far more than I have, certainly. And, and I've been an aspiring meditator for decades, just not a very regular one. And I like Brian's approach. You know, he's not very lofty in his goals. He's not seeking to have an experience like Nirvana, though. Did you notice he alluded ever so slightly to his profound experiences and the gifts he finds in meditation. I know I have a renewed interest in going deeper into this practice. There are gifts, deep gifts in stillness. How interested are you in finding that space inside of yourself? You know, it seems to me that if we're going to achieve prosperity or even something greater, the path has to have some dedication to finding that stillness and something greater within ourselves, because that is, I think, where prosperity actually resides. Prosperity and serving others. Serving others is a path to happiness and prosperity or something even greater. So many of the guests describe a path forward that is clearly marked by just serving others using their gifts and what they've learned to achieve, what they want. Tom Foster talked about just trying to help his attorneys and doctors get their digital marketing right so the clients and patients will come. Nancy Erickson scrapped her very successful tech career to serve her family, which led her to the door of her passion, which was helping busy people like me write and publish that book that they've always wanted to write so they can make a dent in the universe and improve it just a bit. It's a kind of obvious but not often acted upon truth that joy and fulfillment come most to us when we are helping others. It's just how the whole life thing seems to be set up. So how joyful are you about your service and what you do every day? No matter how humble it may feel to you, everything, everything can become tedious and repetitive, as Brian Beckham so eloquently pointed out. I've come to realize that only by paying attention to the person who you are serving right now and truly caring to help them right now, can you enjoy your work? Here's a question for you. If you were a toy, any toy, what toy would it be 
and why? I'm interested in your answer. Let me know. And here is a request for you too. If you're enjoying and learning from Prosperity and Something Greater, would you give it a top rating on whichever platform you use to access it? And would you tell a few friends? I'd like this to reach as many people as it can and help support them too. Now, I also know this. Your subconscious mind is your best friend and ally in this, all of this. Listen again to episode one, where I describe Napoleon Hill's relationship with his subconscious mind and how I've adopted that in my own life. You know, at the end of every episode, I end with smile when you wake up and then have a really great day. Nothing is more important. And I believe it. I live it. I don't know what I would do without it now. So recently I awoke and I was doing just that, smiling, open up the vault where Sub had been keeping my worries and working on them. And I was looking for any new answers or insights. And then suddenly with no work on my part at all, I saw this golden glow, kind of like a ball or a really, really small sun. And it appeared to be all around me. Now, by the way, let me be really clear about this. This was my eyes closed. Okay. I'd like to be clear. I didn't have a light actually appear in my bedroom. I mean, nothing fancy like that. Okay. So anyway, this glow started to expand and I watched it wash over the most objectionable people I know. I mean, there they all were. And I was happy and peaceful to be sending them love and lots of it. And then eventually it encompassed people I love and all of you But it was first sent, which I thought was great, to my naughty list. And I looked for it the next day, and it was right there. And now it's become a new ritual every morning. And it is so nice to start my day with forgiveness and love. And then Sub and I make sure we are all set to have our best day ever. And it's starting to work almost every day. I'll always say almost, because it doesn't work every day. Almost every day. You know what else? I've noticed that I have more time in my day and I don't remember doing anything differently operationally. All I did was have a great day. And you know, I could not have recorded this episode before I recorded the other 13. I learned so much and the guest truly focused me in very specific areas of prosperity. I mean, you can see in episode one, I was looking very globally at it, like at a country level. And I still think that's pretty intriguing, but I'm far more compelled now by the personal, the deeply personal aspects. And the guests have naturally focused on those for them. I mean, it's certainly impacted my own thinking and also helped me sharpen the focus. Prosperity, flourishing and thriving. How do you define prosperity? What can trip you up on your journey? What tools or strategies do you use to stay focused and moving forward? And if you were a toy, any toy, what toy would it be and why? Let me know what you think. You can send me an email at rem at toppractices.com. Prosperity is the entire focus of top practices. Most doctors are struggling with the business of medicine and those that aren't truly understand that through association with other successful practitioners, They can take their success to the next level or something greater like prosperity. Prosperity in business is a function of mindset, marketing, and management. And that is our mission at Top Practices. 
You can find out more about Top Practices, our marketing and management programs for doctors, our workshops, and annual summit at toppractices.com. And a reminder, this is the final episode in season one. We're going to take a break, about 30 days. And then I'm going to post a mini season, three episodes, that will not be an interview about prosperity as I've been doing. And I think you'll enjoy these very different episodes, and I'll be sure to let you know when they're published. Then about another 30-day break, and then season two will begin with new guests and even more perspective on the journey. And please, please, if you have any thoughts to share with me, positive or critical, like I said at the beginning, I can take it. Please email me at rem at And if you have a guest to recommend, please let me know your thoughts about that as well. Until next time, this is Rem Jackson. Smile when you wake up and then have a really great day. Nothing is more important.